Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Hello, Internet. It is Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern here on Ready Check Radio. That means it's time for some gaming gumbo, wrapping up your week in the world of gaming. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm your host, as always, Mike Byrne. We did our one-chip challenge yesterday, so if you are part of the audience that helped get us to 500 Twitch followers to trigger that awesome reward, we did our three-person one-chip challenge. You can watch that VOD right on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Now, while you're there, if you haven't followed, go ahead and give a follow. If you're watching on YouTube or Ready Check Radio or uh, listening on Spotify, head on over to Ready Check Radio, and all the socials are in the upper right-hand corner. If you like what we do here and you want to see more of it, whether it's these podcasts or any of the streams that we do, uh, yeah, notify, turn those notifications on, sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody that tells you to punch the like button, punch them. I'm not going to tell you to punch it. Just lightly tap it. And you can, you can hit the unlike button if you want to, but, I mean, it doesn't mean a damn thing anymore. Zing. YouTube making dumb decisions. Anyway, I mean, that's about it, right? Now we go to the credits and we're done. I guess I should introduce my co-host for today. As always, resident artist of Ready Check Radio, Yod. What's up, Yod? What's up? I'm getting deep into some image here. <laughs> That that you know that's, that type of that thing. sounds like it could be really really exciting or really Go, messy. I'm not overboard. really I'm not really sure which. I'm not really little sure. Column which. A, little, little column A, little column B. B. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pre-show callback for those of you that didn't that aren't watching us live. Uh, joining us, given Jason Winter the night off, we've brought over from uh, Eltherian Games, the one, the only, Mr. Zach Sharps. What's up, Zach? Not a whole lot. It's been a, a little bit, hasn't it? Has. It? Um, it has. Well, actually, Gaming Gumbo uh, debut here. Yeah, but it is um, your at debut least when here. it comes to old free-to-play cast now always online. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on there every once in a while, but wish I could be on more. But um, alas, I had the opportunity tonight, so I thought, hey, what yeah, the hell? Hell yeah, no, we love having you. And uh, always online, if you missed it yesterday on MMOBomb.com, it is up on the site and on YouTube. You can check it out. There is not going to be an Always Online next week, so you have plenty of time to get your comments in. And we're asking you about the future of New World, so a tremendous question of the week for those of you that are interested in chiming in and maybe being on the show two weeks from now. Programming note for us, all of our early week streams next week will go on as normal. I'll stream Monday, like all that normal stuff. We'll be doing a Final Fantasy trading card game set review for the new set that's coming out next week. Uh, the whole set is spoiled, so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and do our review. But there will be no Relic Grind on Thursday or Gaming Gumbo on Saturday. In the United States, Thursday is a holiday, Thanksgiving, and so everybody's going to be in and out with family and friends and all that throughout the weekend. So no shows Thursday or Saturday. We'll be back the following week, but most of the streams will go on 
If you're following us on Twitter, you'll know exactly what's going on and when. Now, gentlemen, we've got a lot to cover today. I know there's going to be some opinions all over the board on some of these things. We are not going to talk about New World. We'll leave that in (laughs) Always Online. I don't want to rehash that again. We had an expert from New World on in Troy Blackburn on uh, yesterday's Always Online podcast. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll go with something else. However, we will talk about Blizzard. Blizzard. Right. Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. Because, like, All if right. you just think it couldn't get worse, I, Blizzard just keeps finding a way to make it worse. And ah. the worst part is, like, 90% of the, obviously, a lot of these wounds are self inflicted because they're allowing those behaviors to, to go on through the company. And that's certainly self inflicted. But even the PR aftermath is a bunch of self inflicted wounds that were 100% avoidable. 100% didn't need to happen. And this week, it just went nuts as the Wall Street Journal broke its reporting that they'd been investigating for about the last two months or so. Uh, yeah. And they found that, hey, you know, one of the worst things that could happen when you're the CEO of a company is you come out and say, hey, didn't know this stuff was going on. We're going to make a lot of changes. And then have it found out that you did know. That's one and of the worst things that changes. could happen. That happened, but it gets worse. Not only did the Wall Street Journal allege that Bobby Kotick, Activision CEO, knew about this stuff, but they also allege that he helped hide some of it, and then that he also, you know, uh, was a uh, perpetrator of harassment himself. That part I wasn't all that surprised about, though, Zach. I mean, but if you, it gets worse. It does get worse, and we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of roll into this because these hap- these things happened over like forty eight hours. Um, That's why I brought the entire bottle. This <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't surprised that. I mean, he had a suit against him back in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, something like that for for harassment allegations. So I wasn't all that surprised by that portion uh, of things. And I mean, depending on if you want to get real conspiracy theory or how far you want to get into stuff, uh, he was in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Uh, if oh, we geez. if we go that yep. route, so this isn't a guy that I'm surprised has taken advantage of his powerful position, Zach. Yeah. Um, did you want to cover the voicemail as well? Go go for it. Go for it. He you, allegedly yeah, you, threatened oh, to kill yeah, someone. You, you can go in that one. Yeah. So yeah, it got worse because the there was apparently reporting on a uh, voicemail, alleged voicemail. I don't think there's actual recording of it um, that we know of, where the person who he um, sexually, allegedly sexually harassed or abused, um, he threatened to kill them. Um, so yeah, that's Bobby Kotick wow. for you. And wow. when you really think about Bobby Kotick as a whole. I always look back to that meme that people have where he's the devil and and whatnot. And (laughs) it's just more and more uh, enlightening to us that he really is that guy. It's not a meme anymore. It's it's he's actually him. And that's not really just about the whole sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment ordeal, the voicemail ordeal. You even trace back to this his his standard business responses to things, um, the stuff that he does and pushes within the industry, uh, all of it is just the most egotistical, shady, assholey type material that just make up Bobby Kotick as yeah. a whole. So this isn't really surprising. Um, it's just 
abhorrent and something needs to change at that company like top down a lot of people need to be cleaned out starting with bobby kotick yeah because nothing is going to holistically change without him being removed yeah and yod i mean talking about other allegations uh jen o'neill who was made co-president right. of blizzard with mike yabara when jay allen brack was ousted uh, apparently there were, you know, she resigned, right? And she publicly right. said, you know, I, I think that, you know, there, there's still hope for Blizzard. I want to go help in, in the industry as a whole with this type of stuff, not just in one company. Behind the scenes, Wall Street Journal uh, finding out that, you know what, she actually left in large part due to the fact that she was not given equal pay with Mike Yabara when they were both given the exact same co-equal, you both are in charge 50-50 position. And when she tried to push for that and Mike Yabara pushed for that too... Yeah, uh, trying to get her. It was ignored until she actually said, "Okay, I'm resigning." Then all of a sudden, here comes a package, maybe offering the the same thing. So the exact thing that the DFEH in California was invent one of the things I should say what the DFEH was investigating for, they did it again. Oh, and by the right. way, remember Fran Townsend's email to the employees the day after the DFEH allegations broke that pissed off all the employees because she was like, I've never seen any of this stuff. We're a good culture. The denial? Yeah, the denial. Yeah, it turns out, the uh, denial? Yeah, it turns out Bobby Kotick wrote that email and sent it out uh, via Fran. Yeah, that's, you know, that's wow. You know, yeah, that email that he later... Mm -hmm. publicly made a statement lambasting that email and calling it a tone-deaf response. Right. Sounds sounds par for the course for him. Um, the, the thing with uh, O'Neill, wasn't there a uh, like a, a story from Yabara that said that they were there was a contract thing going on as well where they were under different contracts and once the contract was up, they were going to get new contracts for the same the same uh, compensation for the role and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter because like when you are taken from those positions, from your, if, if Zach and I are ex senior executives at a company right? and something blows up and maybe I've been there for 12 years, Zach's been there for six years through the natural pay progression and annual reviews and stuff, I'm making more than Zach, you know, that's to be expected. But that minute that you say, hey, we're in extraordinary circumstances, Zach and Mike, we want you to run this joint, be 50-50. Then you know what you do at the same time? You immediately nullify your existing contracts. You can do that if both exactly. parties agree. Yep. <laughs> and you reinstitute a new contract. It is not that hard to do. You don't have to, right, well, we have a contract for another eight months, Zach. We're going to have to wait. No. That's, if Zach agrees that, yeah. and the company agrees, you, you cancel the contract and draft a new one. I, yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing that smelled odd to me about that comment is that the moment you take up this new position, because she was head of what uh, the vicarious or and she's been there the a lot company. longer. For, yeah, she's been there a lot longer than Mike. Mike has, yeah. Right, but like you know, she was somewhere else in in another job, and then they start this new job. So with a new job, you get a new contract. Doesn't matter what your old contract says or when it's up, the new contract comes into effect because it's a new job which should have been even across the board. Yeah, and it's, it's not hard to do. Zach, you, no. <laughs> you had already mentioned, you know, something needs to change. Something needs to change, right? And we've already seen 
hundreds of Blizzard employees do almost an immediate walkout the day that this stuff started breaking. Mm -hmm. We also saw both Activision Blizzard release a statement that was very generic and literally was just kind of like, this reporting isn't accurate and they're not taking into account all of the things we're doing. Well, they don't have to because they're reporting on things that have already happened. Yep. They're not saying going forward he has done this. They're looking back yep. and saying he did this. And the uh, thing is, does it really matter what he's yeah, done going exactly. forward either? Because <laughs> honestly, now we know for sure, and this happens quite a lot actually, where someone does something and as a result, they try and overly compensate by basically virtue signaling because it's not actually honest. It's not their honest intent. It's good things. It's just not their honest intent. And that's exactly what Bobby Kotick did. He conceded to some of the things that um, Activision um, Blizzard employees wanted. Four days before them, the financials were publicly down. available. Right. Four yeah. days before the financials came out. <laughs> yeah. He had already seen them. He knew. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, no matter how much he concedes to it's all just because of what he did in the past that he's trying to cover for. He's trying to improve his optics so that way he could say, oh, well, I did X, Y, and Z. It's like, that doesn't matter. You're still the asshole who allegedly, and I keep saying allegedly, even though we, we kind of know it, it's Bobby Kotick, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, threatened to kill someone who he sexually abused. And also on top of that, had past instances of the same type of stuff. And he's covering for also other people who... Um, during their, their zero tolerance harassing policy, they even covered up and brushed up some other people too. So like you could tell his intent is not for good. It's just to try and cover up his tracks. That's all it is. Yeah. And we do have what's, what is a little bit odd about this one or a little bit, I shouldn't say odd, a little bit different, right? A few years ago, we had the riot stuff happen, right? With riot mm -hmm. games, very similar allegations, workplace culture, violations, stuff like that. We still have ongoing with Ubisoft. I find it very important, at least for me, to keep bringing up Ubisoft when we talk about Blizzard because these are Exciting. these yeah. are side by side things going on right now, and Ubisoft is flat out ignoring a better Ubisoft. The the group of employees that have their own demands to try and make things better, they're just getting flat out ignored. They're not even getting the lip service that the Blizzard employees are getting, which has led to incremental changes that are net goods even if they were done for the wrong reason. Um, right. But well, Ubisoft also doesn't have a, uh, a State Department breathing down their neck with a case. Yet. So, <laughs> yet. Yet. yet, yet, true, yet. <laughs> but what you do see that is a little unusual here in Blizzard that you haven't seen with Riot, you haven't seen with Ubisoft, you haven't seen with it, is other major company CEOs saying something publicly. That <laughs> doesn't yes. happen very often. Because this is great. Yeah, because you you normally don't want to go casting stones at houses when you're in charge of such a big house that you might not know exactly what's going on in every room at any given point yourself. But we have actually had both Phil Spencer from Xbox and and PlayStation leadership being publicly vocal both to their employees and external to the direct public. In fact, Jim Ryan from PlayStation reached out, sent the employees at Sony an email saying, we outreached to Activision immediately after the article was published to express our deep concern and to ask how they plan to address the claims made in the article. 
we do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation because they <laughs> didn't. They didn't. Right. Xbox head Phil Spencer said, went a little bit further in this one saying that uh, they're going to evaluate their relationship with Activision Blizzard. And he informed that to his entire staff and would be making proactive adjustments. Again, another email sent to staff that was also you know, picked up by Bloomberg and other outlets as well. So you have two major players. Now, will they actually pull away from Activision? No, they're not gonna pull away from money. Unless, yeah. unless Yad, they feel they have to. And well, honestly, it, it, this right. situation is burning to an extent that they might even at some point have to threaten that. There's tens of thousands of people or thousands of people signing a petition for Bobby to resign. There's thousands of employees that want him to resign. There's a public call from other CEOs and more importantly, shareholders, albeit a very small group of shareholders as far as their, their share power. Uh, but that but, can, but that, that can, can grow. That can grow. There are calls for him to be ousted. And when you start playing with Sony and Xbox publicly saying we're going right. to kind of evaluate things, then you very, very, very deeply uh, are starting to impact the stock price, which then encourages shareholders to vote a certain right. way. I, I, I don't know. This is the part yeah, that you very rarely see. Uh, it, it, it's rough, and, and it's, it's, it's a very... It's a very loud statement for these companies to do that, especially Xbox. With because with Xbox you get Microsoft, and with Microsoft you get PCs. And where do a lot of Blizzard people play their games? Yeah. On PCs. Yeah. So it's it's a domino effect, and if it works, it works. And, and with Kotick, I mean, he's he's obviously you know not gonna win the public trust back like their board claims that he's gonna. Because he, I mean, did you God, see the video the he did? Look at the guy. No. <laughs> did oh. you see the video where he was sitting oh. there talking about this report yeah. and how it? it oh was, my God! It was such a scummy, such a scummy it video. Was. Big question oh. though, Zach. It's very easy for Xbox and Sony, albeit brave, but very easy to publicly say something. But if we get three weeks, four weeks, five weeks down the road, and nothing's happened. Can you actually right. see Sony or Xbox pulling the trigger on a bigger move of some type? Because that's so when I think is... that's when I think this becomes a are you are you as as Troy said on Always Online podcast are you talking the talk and walking the walk or are you just going to talk the talk? Yeah, I mean, all this is already unprecedented for them it de to come out definitely and do this. is. Yeah, but what I will say is that speaks volumes of two things. Number number one. The amount of concern that all their employees brought up probably in, in team meetings and whatnot sony and microsoft and also um the fact that i think quite honestly i mean who who wouldn't like uh or hate uh bobby kotick i mean he doesn't seem like the most likable person just in general even when he has his <laughs> most nice looking face on right so oh. i could see oh, an instance sorry. where and, and it's it's difficult because they can immediately get him fired within a week if they pull all the games from their platforms. Yeah, it would happen in a week because right. the board doesn't care about Bobby Kotick. I mean, there's a little bit of friendship there, but if you sink that ship, 
he's gone yeah, in a week. It's the, no yeah, it's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. It's the bottom so, line. That's all I care about. Yeah, but there would be a little bit of a unprecedented nature there where but I think a lot of people would understand why it would happen where, okay, now we're saying Sony and Microsoft, that they, if they disagree with someone or don't like someone, they can basically sink them. Um, so there's that angle as well that they would have to tread carefully with because they have a lot of other bigger partners too. Uh, maybe not even that desirable partners as well. Uh, so I, I see that for them to walk the walk and do that is a little bit more difficult than just exactly. us thinking, oh, they should just pull those games off that's, of there. That's my whole point. I think I it would it, make a massive yeah. statement, and I think everyone would endorse it and be super happy that they did it, and it would boost the reputation of Microsoft and Sony significantly, but I just know those backroom deals that they have with other corporations mm -hmm. and other players in the industry, it might shake those waters a little bit, so that's why we might not see something as drastic as that. We are seeing, though, other organizations start to pull out, right? And we saw that in the initial wave of stuff with some sponsorships for the esports side of Blizzard's business. Girls Who Code, uh, that organization has had a longtime partnership with Activision. They're pulling out of that, that, that relationship as well. So we are seeing that. I mean, it all comes down to one question. Does Bobby Kotick remain in charge at Activision Blizzard? And I know it costs you a lot of money to fire him. You know, that's the nature of CEOs, unfortunately. Golden parachutes are Gold bullshit. Parachute. They're, they're yeah. absolute bullshit. But he is, the company would be on the hook for Forbes estimated like 250 some million dollars if he were just fired. $250,000 if he were fired with cause. It may be a little challenging to prove with cause, and you may not want to go through all the legal battles to try and prove cause in, in this case. That would be up to Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. If he resigns, then you have a chance to negotiate, right? The two, the two, com the two sides, the company and, and Bobby Kotick, probably sit down at the table and hash out the details of his parachute in, in exchange for his resignation. You have all those options. None of them are cheap as far as being Activision Blizzard. The cheapest right. is fire him with cause and prove it really, really quickly so that you're not in court for a, a long time fighting this one out. I don't think Toddick would even want that to happen. I don't think so, he would either, but I think, Zach, his because ego... Because everything would be brought to light. I think his ego stops him from resigning, though. You think? It's true. Yeah. And that's the that's the safe play. You, you, I mean, you sit down with the, the board and you say, I'll turn in my resignation, let's negotiate my parachute. Right, because you you resign, and then you can write the story. Oh, hey, the company was going in a bad direction, and it was in the best decision, best uh, viewpoint for the company in the future for me to step down, and then you can get another job as another CEO somewhere else. I don't think his ego lets him do that. But but if they go to court, and they you know fire him with cause. Because you know they're gonna want to with the difference in price tag there. Yeah, it is a big difference yeah. between the two. And, and an actual a voicemail of him threatening. Yeah, if, a person's if that, life. yeah, if that if that voicemail <laughs> exists somewhere, he's that's, done. That's you know, yeah. that's real. You know. I have been like publicly all, all over Twitter and everything, whether it's from MMO Bomb's account with just like reminder, Bobby Kotick needs to resign to resign yeah it's mm -hmm. just, he just needs he needs to go he's not the only one by the way he is not the only one but no. 
he is definitely one of the I, ones. I will say too, another another option besides Sony and Microsoft pulling the plug on the games is players pulling the plug on their their wallet going, you know, to Bobby Kotick. That's that's a plain and simple solution. Because the board isn't going to see, oh, these games are dying. Let's fire a bunch of employees. They'll see, oh, this happened, and this is the result of what just happened, causing our profits to drop. And as a result, let's get rid of Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Because quite frankly, a lot of people are worried, oh, well, if the profits drop, employees will be let go. There could be a case where that could happen a little bit. But guess what happens when they're very profitable? They let employees go. So either or, you're going to have employees that are being caught in the crossfire here, but all those employees will understand you know, what's going on. And also we're in a decent yeah. labor, labor market too, so and they'll land on their feet. It sucks because it might be their dream job to work at Activision Blizzard, but they're also kind of in a dumpster fire at the moment. All of them are. Yeah. And it's not a dumpster fire they did not willingly walk into. Yeah, and you're talking about a, a company that in record profits would still lay you off anyway. Yeah, I, this, exactly. This yeah. isn't a company that's, hey, we're down, let's lay off, we're up, let's rehire them. If, People, they were backfilling positions that they had previously laid off without even giving the yep. people that had those positions a chance to apply for them. Right. Like, the, it doesn't even make sense well, they, to me, but whatever. There was also, you know, no options for these, uh, some of these people to advance in their careers anyways. Yep. So it, it's, a, it's a whole clusterfuck of stuff. And So he's got to yeah, go. If, yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> he's got to go. If the, players, mm -hmm. if the players pull out, if they, they stop buying Blizzard games... It might make it easier for Xbox and Pia and Sony to, you know, pull that plug. Yep. We don't if, have global sales num sale money. numbers yep. yet, but we do know Call of Duty was in its first week in the UK down 40% compared to the last Ooh. Call of Duty. That's just the UK, Ooh. obviously a smaller market, but still an important market yeah. uh, for the Call mm -hmm. of Duty franchise. But we don't indication. have uh, it's a good yeah. indication. A good indication, mm -hmm. exactly. Let's move on to something a little more uh, cheerful. Uh, you can let us know let's. what you think of all of the topics <laughs> on today's show in the comments right on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com. Hey, guys, did you know that just, uh, you know, Halo multiplayer just yeeted itself out into the world uh, this last week? Just uh, yep. decided, hey, <laughs> Xbox is 20 years old. You know what? We're not going to turn off that beta. <laughs> we're just going to leave it on and we're going to open it up to all of you and and season 1 starts today. Oh and by the way, all of the multiplayer is free to play. Go ahead, hit up Steam, yeah. hit up your platform of choice, jump into Halo Infinite's multiplayer. In December you're still going to have to give us some bucks if you want to play the campaign, but the multiplayer totally free. So I jumped in not a huge Halo guy. Like, I, I remember playing the first and maybe the second one back in the day on Xbox, but I kind of fell out of it over the years. Uh, I don't really get into the multiplayer all that much because it's first-person shooting PvP. I'm genuinely, you know, slightly below mediocre in that. <laughs> the Battle Pass, I did want to... I felt like I needed to support the Battle Pass, right? Because I did like the way that they're going to do that, it, which is... You can have as many as you, you can buy every single one. They never go away. There's there's no fear of missing out with their battle pass, right? You can only progress on one battle pass at a time, so you toggle battle passes. But I was like, yeah, I got to throw them ten bucks to support that. We'll, we'll circle back to the battle pass in a minute okay. because <laughs> that's a little bit of a sticking point. We know they're working on it. We'll talk about some of the things they've done and that they're going to do uh, on the battle pass, but. I just wanted to get uh, some of your impressions because, you know, I played quite a bit. 
I liked most of what I played. I wish there was a Slayer playlist uh, because kind of every time I see Capture the Flag, I really want to just like unplug my computer real quick uh, and just have it disconnect <laughs> or something. And I think everybody does too. Uh, and then the rest of my gripes are generally Battle Pass related with the exception of I am no longer, I'm playing on PC, but I'm no longer playing with mouse and keyboard. This is the first first person shooter that I've played oh, on my. PC that I'm like, yeah, I got to play with a controller. Why? Oh, because my. the aim assist is like fucking magnets. Uh, it is, oh, don't, if you are, really? oh my God, Zach, if you, you haven't known, yeah. If you are 1v1ing a mouse versus keyboard against a control, you're going to lose as the mouse versus keyboard person. I, I've practically hmm. seen bullets curve. Controller is just ridiculous. And I'm sure they're going to fix it. They have to. <laughs> they have yeah. to. But right, now, like <laughs> but right now, I'm playing with a controller on PC because I'm just like, there is no reason not to. There's just no reason not to. So have you jumped in at all yet, Zach? Yeah, so I played one game uh, right before the podcast because I knew we were going to talk about it. So, like, you know, what? I'm going to boot it up, see what see what it's all about. And I liked how smooth everything was. Um, I liked how all the settings were right at the forefront when you when you boot it up. I think more games need to do that. Um, I also have always liked the Halo theme song because even if it's at 100% master volume initially, it's not going to kill your ears. Um, and then on top of that, um, the gameplay was really fun. I mean, the, it's very smooth. Yeah. It has a bit more of the Call of Duty sort of like sliding around, which it was kind of introduced, I believe, in 4 and 5. Um, so it, it kind of feels a little similar to a Call of Duty, but still has the weight of a Halo that you would expect. Um, and then um, I, I apparently didn't, you know, lose any of my my skill. And I was kind of surprised at the controller comment because um, I, my first game, I didn't really notice much of that. I mean, I, I think I went like 20 and nine and um, MVP with oddball. Um, but I'm going to try out controller now because. Yeah. Oh, you definitely, you have I mean, to, you have to. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely fun as long as you're not the one playing with mouse. And, and yeah. honestly, though, I'm not surprised that you didn't notice it in just a match or two. Because it is yeah. something that you really it's have to something more long. Yeah, long and it's something yeah. that you have to catch the one on ones, right? When mm -hmm. and you're just like, my God, I am strafing and bunny hopping like there is no freaking tomorrow in ways you couldn't possibly predict, and things are just still like it's like I'm a big freaking <laughs> magnet, and all these bullets are just coming over. So the the aim assist does like really take over at points. I will I say, do uh, agree with you. Go ahead. I do agree with you though about the playlist thing because I'm not sure if I'm just small brain or whatever because I didn't spend a whole lot of time with it, but I didn't see any option besides the main playlist, like quick play. I think it was like a big team playlist and then there was a ranked playlist. Like, is there not anything in between? Like, nope. Okay. Yeah. They need to fix that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yod, yeah. I will say this, and you've been looking forward to Halo, the initial reveal. You I were have. like, oh my God, these graphics look awful, just like the rest of the world did. Oh, yeah. It led to the you know <laughs> long delays and everything. Are they better for you? Because I, it's not like I look at the game um, and I go, oh, this hurts my eyes, but I also don't look at the game and go, this is really, really pretty. It, it, it right, feels right. like Halo, and I think, for me at least, that's all it needed to do. But I don't look at the game and go, wow, this is a visual stunner. I, I did catch... It does feel uh, a couple years playing? dated to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's going to happen if they take a, you know they go back and redesign some stuff for a year like they did. Because they're working on older technology, older coding, stuff like that. So it's, it's going to feel a little 
not as slick. But I, I did watch you guys play because I saw Jason's post that uh, the, the multiplayer was live and yeah. that you guys were jumping in there. Uh, I think I was like maybe 10, 15 minutes after you guys started. I, I caught the stream. And it, it, it looks good. I, I think uh, I think they did do some improvements. That that robot arm you had caught me a little off because I'm like, is that just horribly rendered ball no. joints? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or no, there's, you have a robot arm? <laughs> I do have a robot arm. There's a lot of customizing <laughs> options in there. Whether it's for cool. your your armor, for your weapons, or whatever, yeah. Right. Uh, battle. I mean, you're you're all playing Spartans, so yeah. you need some way to tell each other apart. Uh, battle pass progression is awful, and they know it. <laughs> they know it. They've already instituted yeah. a few changes. They're they're going to be making some more. Initially, the only progress, well, still the only progress you could get on the battle pass was by completing your challenges, your weekly challenges and stuff. Uh, and they were 100 points each for, for most of them, uh, which meant, like we did on stream, we spent like half an hour in a big battle because it oh. went to overtime, and overtime completed, and the match was a draw. So we were in a big battle for like 20, 30 minutes, and none of the three of us that were playing on stream gained any battle pass progression at all because we didn't happen to complete any of the weekly challenges that we oh, had that in front of us. So there is no like winning, losing, participation, XP, or anything like that. Now, they are changing, they have changed one of the daily quests to, to ensure that it's gonna give a certain amount. They've increased the time that boosters. They are making small, immediate changes now. Uh, they are looking at making more in-depth changes. They really need to, because I went in and didn't even play a match before I threw the money to support the battle pass not doing the destiny two or the what every other game does fear of missing out thing with the battle pass immediately right. threw in the 10 bucks four hours later i finally leveled up once on the battle pass and i was like oh my god there's a hundred levels yeah, that's here not good. there's a hundred yeah that's here. not good <laughs> so that's yeah good. i mean to the to touch on the the graphics though um i wonder whether or not the graphics being how they are is just a, a multiplayer thing and it's gonna be cranked Maybe. up and and the campaign i would think I, so I think too it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah i think it is especially since they released the multiplayer separately yeah and yeah. that you are just playing generic spartans here where you're playing you know master chief a specific model mm -hmm. in the full game um also this is a different cat just so you guys know. <laughs> well, and, and you have to worry about network performance issues, all, right, all that exactly. stuff with the multiplayer. So, uh, so we'll it's, see. It's gonna December little... 8th, anybody buying it day one? I, I'm I'm not going to be a day uh, one. I'll catch it on no. a sale or something. But Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. No, no co-op. I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, you <laughs> no get the co-op co for free. It's <laughs> You get the multiplayer know, for free. They, they're going to get punished for not releasing it as a full package. I mean, it's they're selling Ooh, it like a games ouch. for service. Yeah, so they definitely that's their are. problem. Oh, that's right, Metallica. <laughs> yeah. What am I? I don't need to buy it. I have Game Pass. Yes. Metallica. Oh, that, you that, that's you. Yeah. You're yeah. the... You are number one fan today, Metallica. But I totally I might... forgot that that was going to drop on Battle Pass. I, or I Game Pass, Game Pass. This, uh, this surface here actually runs. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go ahead and be playing Hello. Halo Infinite on December 8th, baby. <laughs> Look at yeah, I mean, you and your game Look pass. at me in my games. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's just like, I, I played every Halo co-op, so it, it was really annoying to hear that they weren't going to launch that with yeah. the game. So. Yeah. Uh, Yacht, I know you're looking forward to this live-action series thing, though. Oh, yeah, that that little uh leak 
<laughs> that they had when they were supposed to uh, actually show it during the anniversary stream or whatever. I caught it slightly before it. It it looks good. Um, I don't know what the story is, but the uh, the armor looks good. The effects look good. I mean, it's just a simple, you know, shot of Master Chief his and, back. Oh, and I, I guess I should say I I use the term live action. It's it's actually like CGI, right? I don't Do we know. know. Like, I don't know. I think the snippet was CGI. That 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 looks CGI I, I, to me. No, I I don't know because um they they had Halo Forward Unto Dawn which was partially CG and partially real. And then they had um Halo Night Flyers or Night something else which was mostly live action with CGI backgrounds. So they might be going that same route. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and I mean both Forward oh. Unto Dawn and and the other Ninja one was really good. Dropped 80 pounds on uh, Battlefield a day before mm. it launched. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. Ouch. Ooh, that one's that one's not going well at the moment. No? Uh, it's very rare. <laughs> I, I tweeted from MMO Bomb saying, you know, hey, it, it, here's the article. It launched, and here's how it's being received so far. And I said, is it really as bad as everybody's making it? And somebody replied to the MMO Bomb Twitter and was like, hey, how often do you see all of the internet agree? And they screenshotted all all versions from Metacritic, and they were all at like three. And oh, it'll get better. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's a good attitude oh, to have. But I'm sorry, I am not I one of those. With Destiny too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite I don't know game. How I hate it. Can... I don't know how they've continually screwed up that series because all they had to do is just take like one that was reviewed well and just build on it. But instead, it seems like they have retry and create it every single year. Or everything yeah. re released rather, so it's bizarre. Empty mannequin the Halo series, though. I just uh, want to put a comment on that. Well, empty mannequin saying it's coming to live action, so I was right at yeah, the beginning. So, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. like I said, the, go ahead, the other, they had the, or go ahead, they had the two other live action. Go shows. ahead, go ahead, uh, Zach. Sorry. On the show, you wanted to say something. Oh no, I was just saying that it looks good. Oh. Um, I mean, it, I, I'm just like yeah, though. Like, what's the story going to be? Yeah. yeah, because when it comes to Halo. There is some cool stuff that they could explore, but is it really as detailed and in depth as it needs to be to carry right. a show? That's the that's right. my main worry. Well, right. ladies the, and gentlemen, I'll be playing on December eighth. <laughs> of course you will, because <laughs> uh, yeah. totally forgot about my Game Pass and that it was going to be there. So. Metallica, <laughs> yeah, the good looking. That's all I got to say. Good looking. Uh, it's not dead. And I'm not talking about Halo, gents. I am talking about you and your. You shut up. You shut. <laughs> we talked about Halo first. You shut up. I got your Halo go, go, in. Go, go, I go, got your go. Halo in. <laughs> now we get go, mine in. Go, Vampire the yeah. Masquerade: Bloodlines <laughs> Two is not dead yet. It is yes. not. Shut up. <laughs> it's not dead yet. In fact, Paradox coming out and saying, you know what? We're happy with the progress of Vampire the Masquerade 2, uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, but they won't talk about who's making it. Now, remember, they snatched this from the first developer and basically like canceled all of this stuff, and we didn't know if the game was going to end up gone or not. They kind of said, you know, we're going we're gonna to work on it. Now, there's a lot of places that could be working on this, right? I tend to agree with PC Gamer that it's probably harebrained schemes 
that is working on it because Paradox did buy them just a few years ago. Uh, and Kevin Maloney, uh, senior game designer, um, is the is a current employee there uh, after leaving uh, Hardsuit. So, which was the former thing. So, I kind of think they're right, but I just don't. I don't have anything else for you, except to tell you that it is not dead yet, or maybe it is not undead yet. <laughs> I'm not sure. But isn't it a third-party game for them? Like it's it's an outsourced game. They're not developing well, yeah, it in house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if they bought that other company, would <laughs> if if they had that other company working on it, wouldn't that be considered in-house? Well, no, not really, because when Activ when Blizzard puts out something, that's a Blizzard product, not an Activision product. Yeah, it. it yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's still alive. <laughs> Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's the important For now. part. For now. That's the important For part. Now. They've said they they said they're happy with it, and they said they're not going to talk about who the developer is yet because they don't want them under uh like social media pressure to be answering questions or talking about release dates or stuff like that. So to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. I don't like you. Let let him be happy, Yod. It's not that. <laughs> right, right. I I gotta be happy about that because now Blood Hunt, which actually was a battle royale that I was enjoying and didn't think I was gonna enjoy. I thought it was kind of a bullshit use of the Vampire the Masquerade IP, and it kinda is still, but I still enjoy the game. Now that's delayed. It's not gonna come out till next year. It's all delayed. <sighs> don't we listen to Jason? <laughs> People gotta stop listening to Jason and put their games out on time. Uh, speaking of Jason, I'm sure at some point he will be watching this back to make fun of us uh, because we do have the nominees now, gentlemen, for the Game Awards. Let's take a look at the categories. Some of them, not all of them, but the biggies, the ones we want to make predictions for. Game of the Year, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Let's be honest... I loved Resident Evil Village. You all know that. You watched me play the whole game on stream. I loved I Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I didn't play Psychonauts 2. I wasn't terribly keen on the first one, even though I do usually like oddball titles like that, but I do like Tim Schafer and his studios. I love Metroid Dread. I haven't beaten it yet. I haven't played It Takes Two, and I haven't played Deathloop, but even I think there is no way Deathloop doesn't win that. It's just, yeah. it, it is like the media darling, whether you like the game or not. And yes, you get to vote for the game awards, but there's like all those super voters. And honestly, I don't know how it's calculated, but I'm going to go with Deathloop on this one just because I think media darling wins it here. What do you got, Zach? Uh, the winner of the, the two uh, or three genre um, game of the year award will be uh, most likely, I think it takes two. I haven't played any of these games, but um, out of the the group, I think It Takes Two is probably going to take it because it's universally loved. Uh, there wasn't a lot of launch day issues, and I think that, especially with the criticism that the panel has been receiving for not including certain games like Returnal and um, Forza Horizon 5, which is why I dubbed it the two or three genre award show, um, they're probably going to want to go with something a bit more creative here. Um, I The one game I know definitely won't win, if it does, it's going to be a massive joke, and I'll probably laugh so hard that I fall out of my chair, uh, would be Metroid Dread, just because it's 
just a side scroller. Yeah, it's good, but I don't, really do anything. I don't yeah. see it winning. It's, it's probably different. good at what it does. But oh, it's it absolutely just a side scroller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many indie games out there that have accomplished the same thing. See, so. I wasn't all that surprised yeah. not to see Forza in this category just because of Forza's release window and it gets a little tricky. But I am with you on not seeing Returnal is really weird. Is really yeah. weird. Yod, who do you think takes this one? I would love to see. Resident Evil Village, take it. It's but, not going to, dude. Yeah, it's not going to. <laughs> so I got to put my vote into Deathloop. All right, that's two for Deathloop uh, yeah. and I, one for It Deathloop. Takes Two. So next we have Best Game Direction. And for I, I'm going to keep mine short. For every reason you said It Takes Two should win Best Game, I don't think it will because there's a media darling in that category. So I think its consolation prize will be it will get guest, Best Game Direction. I think it takes two walks away with this and not game of the year. What do you got, uh, Zach? I mean, I agree. If it doesn't win game of the year, it's going to win best game direction. If it does win game of the year, I think it might lose best game direction. It might go to Returnal instead because game journalists discovered the phenomenal thing called roguelites. Um, so I think that that might cause them to push that one over the edge. Returnal was so good. I still haven't beaten it. It's so fucking hard. Oh, I hard. bet it's phenomenal. It's, it's so just, hard. Yeah, it's... Uh, Yod, what do you got? PS5. So. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Returnal on, a, on the uh, direction. Oh, all right. Just um, because of how the game is. Let's go. We got best narrative, best performance. Let's go to best multiplayer. And we've oh. got Back for Blood, uh, which I've played. Knockout City, which I have played. Uh, it takes two. Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally stunned that New World is on there. Like I, I get it. It was a big release, and it still has a couple hundred thousand players and everything. But have you not watched what has been going on with that game since launch? To know a little that, tone deaf, huh? Yeah, yeah, little tone <laughs> deaf on that one. But I'm not sure, like, Back for Blood, yeah, it's good, but it's just a modern Left for Dead. It's not like they did tons of yep. new things in it. Knockout City, I enjoy for the same reason I enjoy Rocket League. It's competitive PvP that I'm actually kind of decent at. I'm not terrible. In Rocket League, I'm in the top 15% of players now, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. It's a long way between top 15 and top 10%, though. It's going to take me a little while. <laughs> it's going to take me a little <laughs> while. Uh, so I, I'm kind of leaning towards It Takes Two or Valheim. And I almost forgot that Valheim came out this year. Uh, or the, yeah. the year between the early. awards. Yeah. I To me, I was like, wow, Valheim. Isn't that a lot? It's isn't technically that a lot not even out than? either, which is bizarre to me yeah. why it's on the show. It's yeah. only in early access. But. I'm torn between It Takes Two and Valheim, but I think because It Takes Two is going to get recognized elsewhere, I'm going to go with Valheim for best multiplayer. Yod? I'm going to go with <clears throat> Monster Hunter Rise, actually. Mm, I think that's just uh, system-wise, it's a little niche. It, it, yeah. it might be, but the Monster Hunter fans are kind of rabid. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's true and and if yeah. it's a voting thing you know you it, it is but then you got for... those stupid behind the scenes right. super voters that screw right, everything right. up but, man i mean eh, I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm All still right. gonna go with monster Rise. what do you got zach i'm going with valheim unless it takes two isn't uh represented anywhere else for awards all right all right yeah 
Best ongoing game, Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy XIV, Genshin Impact, and Fortnite. And while I would love to see, and I said this on when we covered this on the Relic Grind this past Thursday, which if you missed that, go watch it on Ready Check Radio uh, or on our YouTube page. We had special guest Jesse Cox join us, got to chat about the past, present, and future of Final Fantasy XIV, including their nominations. I'd love to see XIV win. I just think Genshin Impact is way too freaking big for its own good. Uh, obviously, it's hard to discount Fortnite in any type of thing because of just how many players. I don't think Call of Duty Warzone stands a chance in this category. <laughs> Apex Legends is a financial monster, man. I mean, we're at the $1.7 billion mark since the game has come out. That is some stiff competition. I'd love Final Fantasy XIV to take it. My heart wants to pick Final Fantasy XIV. But if I was a betting man and I wanted to put some safe money down, I'd probably lean more towards Fortnite or Genshin Impact. And if I got to pick one, I I think I got to go Fortnite, even though that is the last thing I ever want to do. I just think, yeah, best ongoing game, you probably give it to Fortnite because it just keeps Frickin' trucking just keeps trucking. As much as I don't like that pick, I think it's the safer money. What do you got, Zach? I 100% disagree with you. I think Fortnite, Apex Legends, and Call of Duty Warzone have zero chance to win this award. I uh, see. I agree um, with you. Quite, two out of three. Two out of three. Quite frankly, because they haven't done anything innovative. They've just been doing their regular, you know, patches, and, and that's basically it. Final Fantasy XIV will only win, not based off of content, based off of just community support. Um, I don't think Final Fantasy XIV really deserves to be on this list because Endwalker is not out yet. Um, and I don't really think that they've released anything super substantial. Right, but by that, by that logic list. that you just gave us, then four of these games don't belong here. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Um, Genshin Impact's been just smacking out they have. content update after content update after content update, and it's taken the world by storm. So I think that's going to be the the winner. It should be the winner, in hey, my opinion. I put them if in a Endwalker close release, second. Though, Final Fantasy XIV would probably be I the put I put winner. Genshin in a close second. I think the Fortnite, yep. the concerts and all that, the cross-promotion and stuff, I think that's going to get them over the edge. What do you got, Yad? I too would love Final Fantasy XIV to win, but uh, I can't put my money on that one. That that that's like you. It's a heart pick. It's it's not yeah, a brain pick. One hundred percent. Um, I I gotta go with, with Genshin Impact, just just because. Ooh, it's, it's, all right, I'm down it's two got to a one on this one. Base. It's it's got a rabid fan base. I, even Q in chat says Genshin's got a rabid fan base. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with either of you. I mean, I put it in just a sliver of second place, so I'm not gonna try and sway you because I could definitely see you being right. Uh, I always like doing these ones too. Best debut indie game, uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits, which I I, I beat. Sable, oh, no, I didn't beat, but I played most of Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, or Valheim again. Where are we going with this one, Zach? Valheim. Yeah, I think it's Valheim too. Yod. I want to go with Kenya, Bridge of Spirits. I do too. It was a lot of fun, but it doesn't do anything like really unique in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I, I I think the novelty of the fact that you're you're essentially playing a Pixar game a movie in game form. Yeah, I love the like game. The, the cutscenes 
go right into the gameplay as if you know they're the same thing. I I think that's gonna win some people over. Last one. Want, that, go ahead. I, I will say that from what I've seen of of Kenna, I think that it'd be cool if Valheim and and Kenna sort of split awards, just because as Yod said, like the a whole entire presentation from an indie studio is absolutely incredible. Right. Yeah. Um, so I hope that they get recognized in some sort of way. So. Uh, and we'll cap it off with a prediction on the most anticipated game. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's actually worded that way in the nominations, yeah. guys. Yeah. We're nominating a game that doesn't even have a name yet in the most anticipated <sighs> category. And I understand that anticipated means hasn't been available yet, but this one isn't even officially announced. This this yeah. this isn't even officially announced. Besides, we're working on it. Uh, and Starfield. So Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. Zach, I'll let you go first. I mean, just based on the list, I think Elden Ring is going to win. I think it has... If I were to think of any game that would be delayed, would not be delayed, it'd be Elden Ring at this point because it's already been delayed. Um, God of War, I think, could be delayed. Horizon, I don't think will. Um, but if it does, it'd only be like a small delay. Um, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, will likely not even release next year, I don't think. And Starfield, debatable as well. Like, what do you um, so, show when that comes up? Like, what is the B-roll showing on the screen? when they're like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a title card, really. Yeah. yeah. It's not even it's a title kind of card. <laughs> like, you don't have the actual title yet. Yeah. It's Helvetica font just across a black background. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give it to Elden Ring, too, out of those. Yod, are you any different? I'm going to actually go with the sequel to The Legend of Zelda. Oh, my Breath God, he's Wild. taking it. <laughs> because, because to actually pull a game without a freaking title card yet <laughs> or logo or anything, not even a name to go with it, somebody knows something. Oh. To slip that in there. Do you guys like award shows? No. No. <laughs> I don't I don't like the the two or three genre award show. No. I just watch it for the world premieres. That's basically it. Yeah. So. And I feel like we could just do a show of those instead of masquerading yeah. as an award show. I like the concept right, exactly. of video games recognized as art and the people behind it more specifically so that you know, it's not just EA made this game. It's Zach made this game. Yad did the art. The, you know, this person directed I do like that as conceptually, uh, but we really haven't had one that's like made me feel good about these people getting awards and being happy for them. It's so some of them are so cringy sometimes. It'd be more interesting to me if they got rid of a lot of the main media outlets and brought yeah. in more independent, smaller outlets oh. that actually play more than two or three genres. Sad and face. I keep bringing that up. That's basically this. That's basically what it is. Sad face. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Steam Deck launch delayed by two months, which means <laughs> my Q2 six hundred and fifty dollar one won't be until yeah. end of Q2, beginning of Q3. Mine's Sad Q2 face. now. Feels bad. Did you get the big? <laughs> did you get the biggie one too? No, I just got the the base one because I knew oh. that the SD cards would be sufficient. Yeah. So, yeah. Sad face. Sad, oh, you sad guys. face. Uh, Yod, before we head on over and wrap this up with some games of the week, you got some stuff, including what we were talking about pre-show. Everybody's seeming to love Arcane. Yeah. Um, 
it wasn't something that was quite on my radar when it was announced. I saw the preview for it. League of, League of Legends is not my thing That's at all. honestly the only yeah. reason I haven't watched it is because I just don't care enough about League of Legends. Um, watching it, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a story that they wrote for this animation. It may contain League of Legends characters, but the artwork in it is so freaking amazing because it's like you're watching a moving painting. Isn't it like it, Origin yeah. of Jinx though? It, it is. It is the Origin of Jinx and Vi. I think her name is. Yep. Um. The, but there's the also sisters. Jace as well. Right. Yeah. There, there's a whole bunch of characters in it from League of Legends, but. The story they wrote for it, you don't need to know anything about League of Legends or play League of Legends or anything else, but it will draw you in. Yep. It it will make you want to finish watching that because of the in, very interesting interwoven story they've created and of course the wonderful wonderful artwork from the studio that made it that it I mean, it's not like any other animation I've seen out there thus far. I mean, Jay- it is obviously CGI. It's yeah. obviously 3D animated. But it looks like a freaking painting. Jason mm-hmm. gave it a dub bomb uh, a week ago on the Always Online podcast. Troy gave it a dub bomb yesterday on the Always Online podcast over on MMO Bomb. So, like, and those are two guys that are just mildly aware of League of Legends. Is you know, they, they've played and cover it and stuff like that. Right. Uh, Zach, are, are you are you him. also like <laughs> you got to check this out? It's definitely worth watching. Yeah, so I hate League of Legends. I know I you know do. nothing about its lore. Um, I do know some of the characters. It's like what they look like, but I didn't know right. any of the backstory whatsoever. And I gave it my highest rating of the year for anything, uh, 9.5 out of 10. It was that good. Um, to reach above a 9 for me is something. To get to a 9.5, you got to be doing something phenomenal. And as Yad pointed out, the art and animation <laughs> is a st- a s- it sets a new standard. He's like... Significantly sets a new standard. Yeah. And the uh, the writing is super deep. The character development is this next level oh that God, you would not yeah. expect from something like this type of show. Yeah, I I recommend everyone to watch I, it. It's maybe phenomenal. I'm gonna have to check it out then. I mean, to you get do. above a nine from Zach, I know you got to tickle those balls the right way. And <laughs> yep, and, and, and it, I guess this did it. I guess this did yep. it. Uh, we also got a little more though on some. This one I do like. <laughs> Reaches Yod. way back. Yeah, Yod, you brought you brought there. Earthworm Jim to the show. I now did, we're friends yes. again. We're friends again. <laughs> Apparently, Nintendo has released the the thing that they are doing a Earthworm Jim animated series. I didn't see anything about an actual new game. I loved the old game. Oh, the games I mean, were the, fantastic. Amazing. It was amazingly so fun. Apparently, there's a new cast of characters to help Jim and. It sounds like he's trying to find his way back to Earth for the best dirt in the, the best universe. Dirt, yep. <laughs> so it looks like a lot of fun. I love the old cartoon. There was a there was oh, a cartoon god. back in the day. Yeah. Oh my god, hold on. I think you're gonna see me get up here for a second, but I gotta show you something. <laughs> what do you got? Oh wait, I think it's upstairs. Damn it. Oh. Alright, I'm gonna look. You guys talk. <laughs> Zach, what I, do you I don't think have of much Earthworm Jim? About this, though. No, <laughs> Zach, you 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 you're no. not a Earthworm Jim fan. You don't remember playing the I, games. I I recognize it, but I have no clue what it is. Oh to my be god! To be honest, it, it was it was this fun fun old game where you're you're an earthworm in a robotic suit. I mean, he's literally a worm. There, there's nothing that he was down was, here. <laughs> I'm so there's happy. Nothing that 
it, you know, holds him inside there other than he's a worm sitting in a robotic suit. I see that. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I gotta wait for him to get back. What do you got? What do you got? Yeah, I got him. I got him. That's the boy right there. My, my, my uh, Twitch on That's iPad is That's the boy right oh, there. Oh, it is. Oh, my. Yeah, still, <laughs> yes, that is Earthworm Jim. Still sealed. And I love the old artwork. The old artwork was amazing. The expressions on his face was great. I remember the first time I had ever played Earthworm Jim, uh, my dad and I had rented it from Farmore Entertainment. Yeah, that was Farmore's uh, comp or a uh, jab at trying to compete with Blockbuster or Giant yep. Giant Eagle and uh, video. And uh, we had no idea what the hell it was because you didn't get the manual or anything. You just got the right. cart. Super Nintendo, take it home, put it in. We're like, we're picking up cows that are on fire and throwing <laughs> them into big bathtubs to progress yes. through the level. Like, and th it was just, it was all good from there. Like Earthworm Jim. And then the crazy, cartoon. Crazy things to do. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. nutty. Absolutely nutty. That's, I that's love one the, of the cartoon. Places I recognize it from is rental stores like Hollywood yeah. Video, and we had a local uh, liquor store that sort of counted as a rental store as well. <laughs> I saw it. I saw. <laughs> I saw it in there too. So, uh, nice. yeah. <laughs> I love the cartoon. I love the games. Uh, my son just bought a bunch of the books that the uh, creator has been putting out lately with all the art and stuff. It, it's absolutely tremendous. Very nice. I can't wait to watch. To this oh uh, so, yeah i mean the animation looks good yeah let's it head over and good, do yeah. games of the week <laughs> games of the week is how we end every episode of gaming gumbo the three hosts are going to give you a game they recommend you should play it could be a video game tabletop game card game doesn't really matter could be something they're playing right now something they've played or haven't played yet but really want to and think you should too and you let us know in the comments on YouTube or on Ready Check Radio which gave the best recommendation. Mr. Zach Sharps, it's your first time here on Gaming Gumbo. Hopefully not your last time. Give a recommendation. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh, a rogue, uh, Roguelite's uh, Gunfire Reborn. Uh, it's on sale right now, I think, for $15. It's a, a really good um, roguelite that has a, a good bit of content, a lot of good variation, and is just very solid overall. And it's a smaller developer, too. Um, so, you know, always love that aspect of things. Um, but, yeah, it's on Steam. Uh, it's on sale right now. And it's a good value at 15 So I definitely recommend checking it out. Yod. I am going to pull those anime heartstrings again with Super Robot Wars 30. It dropped a few weeks ago on Steam. And it is, I believe, one of the uh, the the... Super Robot Warps that they actually brought over and translated for an American audience. It might actually be the first. But you play a plethora of different anime-type robots, and you fight. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm going to give mine to a Metroidvania that is now available as of this last week and get it on Steam called Pronty Fishy Adventure. Yeah, Pronty Fishy yeah, I Adventure. know you haven't heard of it. Pronty Fishy no. Adventure. If you like Metroidvanias, it's an uh, absolute blast. You can get it on Steam right now. Check it out. Uh, don't go anywhere, chat, because right after the show here, we'll go dark for about 15 seconds, relabel things, and bring it back up for Torchwick, who'll be going live tonight. What's up, Torchwick? Not much. What about you? Well, I was just doing a show, uh, uh, so we did like the show thing. Bloodlines 2 is still a thing. 
It's still All a thing. That. For now. <sighs> what are you streaming tonight before I murder my co-hosts? Well, uh, we're going to be beating Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, so is, that, I, is that so? I, yeah, yeah. So don't worry, though. I already have something else planned afterwards. Uh, after that, we'll be playing Castlevania Symphony. Wait, wait, what? We'll be beating Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Right, right. And then we'll be playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Wait, wait. Uh, I, what? You'll see. You'll wait, see. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you talking about the Upside Down? Uh, Well, yes. Yes, actually. Okay. All right, We're going to be getting the, the, the one ending, and then I don't want to say what happens for people that haven't played or seen it before. Ah, so. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. Well, uh, chat, don't go anywhere. He'll be right up after the show. Now, remember, we will not have a show next Saturday. No Relic Grind on Thursday. No Gaming Gumbo on Saturday. Have a happy Thanksgiving with your friends and family. Uh, we will, of course, be having a bunch of different streams, so make sure you just follow on Twitter, and you'll know when we're going live. Or follow here on Twitch, and make sure you're getting those notifications. Until two weeks from now, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yad Artworks on Twitter, Yad Artworks on Facebook, and of course, right here on Gaming Gumbo. Zach, it's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you. You are obviously always welcome whenever you uh, have time to make it for us. Where can everybody follow you and you want to talk about your uh, your project? Certainly, yeah. So you can follow me on um, Twitter at Heltharian or at Heltharius Games. Um, and speaking of Heltharius Games, launched the Alpha 2 for my uh, very first indie game, Night of the Forgotten Realm. Uh, so that's on itch.io. I think it's forward slash Heltharius Games as well. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, there's a lot of improvements that I'm already sort of making to the um, the current state of the game. And uh, I don't know when it's going to release, but at this point, it's looking like late 2022. Um, so. Oh, it'll be delayed. Uh, don't worry. It's got a ways. It's it'll got be a ways. delayed. It'll be delayed. It will. COVID, yeah, probably 2023, COVID honest, forced right? you to work from home and you'll be delayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me, a solo yeah, developer, yeah. was impacted yes. by COVID yeah. where I had to work, from, had to home. work from home. <laughs> my name's Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio. And that way you get a tweet every time we go live with a podcast stream or we're just hanging out. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Yeah.